1: From the 5th Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey Coach, uh, welcome to the podcast today. Before we jump in, I would like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one streaming machine, machine on the market, bar none. They are awesome. They rock. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off um those machines are sturdy they they will not break down they were like my old explorer they run 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 um also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better it's your one-stop shop for basketball coaches um it's unlike anything out there you know you can join all these other courses but i'm guarantee you don't get their cell phone number you don't get one-on-one calls you don't get you know hey tuesday i need to call with you um, that's what teach makes teachhoops.com different. We have everything you need to become a better basketball coach. Doesn't matter if you're youth, doesn't matter if you're high school, doesn't matter if you're college, we're here to help. We're here to mentor you through this great journey we call coaching. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Yeah, man,
0: it's, it's all based on regular defensive principles, but you got to switch everything. And so that takes a lot of time, uh, um, in our practice.
1: Okay. Uh, what's, uh, what's one thing you've learned this year? To stay true to your
0: mission, and in the in from October fifteenth to November fifteenth, I wasn't true to my mission. We were going to win this thing. We we're going to win the league. No, we're going to we're process driven and not results driven. And, and that's hard. In that,
1: that's hard in today's society.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It really but, is. Uh, And and also, I think our clientele, uh, it's definitely, they would blossom under the process driven. And and maybe that's why my former coach did it that way. But they're they're, uh, probably kids like Middlebury. I mean, that's a high academic school. You know, they are intrinsically motivated. Probably they want to please, they want to get the A's. Well. To say that they're already motivated to do well and to pile on and say, well, now you have to win this game. Right,
1: right. They're already almost, motivated. They're, they, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. They've already yeah. done the academic piece of that puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and
0: and that, that's something that they can control. So control the controllables. Just process, process.
1: Yeah. Just control, that. That, that's the quote of the night. Control the controllables. Yeah. Um, is there one moment... Is there one coaching moment that we could dive into like something that happened in your coaching career that would help someone that's listening? Like a moment. Uh, Okay.
0: Um, This is a a couple years ago and uh, Chuck Cotherman uh, uh, was one of my players. He's now an assistant professor here at Grove city and he's a minister on top of that. And for some reason, Chuck, I don't know, he, I yelled at him, I mean, I, as he was coming off the floor. Right. And he says, Coach, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. I said, oh, film doesn't lie. <laughs> you know, Ooh, doesn't that's lie. a great
1: – there's a cool, There's a coach. Film doesn't well, lie. I said what? that eight million times.
0: Film doesn't lie. Um, next day, I looked the film, and he was absolutely right, and I was absolutely wrong. So in the middle of everybody, at the team meeting, I said, fellas, I just want to apologize to Chuck Cofferman because – he was absolutely right and I was absolutely wrong. And just that apology. Um, yep. and, and in fact, this has happened numerous times since then, where a kid will come off the floor and I'll you know, I'll get on him and go, no, Coach, it wasn't and, and maybe my assistant will will nudge me, he goes, Coach, it wasn't him. Right. And right there I'll say, I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. I just my right. bad. My right. bad. Yeah. I, I, I would think just <laughs> apologizing when you're wrong kind of they see that you're human and and they're more apt to well they want to forgive
1: you know well and And it's more about trust they're going to trust you too when you show you're vulnerable they're going to trust i agree i think that's going to be um do you have any superstitions that i'm not superstitious
0: okay here's another story and this goes back to
1: 2008
0: (laughs) and um we were making a run and we actually won the league that year, but it was like the league championship game. And my one of my players, John Scheller, goes, Coach, here's your gum. I said, I don't chew gum. Why, why are you choosing chewing gum? He goes, I always chew gum. I have to have a piece of gum before the game. This is lucky gum. I want you to have a piece, too. I said, I ain't chewing your lucky gum. I'm not superstitious. It has nothing to do with that. It has you jump. If you jump to the ball, we'll be fine. Don't worry about your gum. <laughs> and we won the game. but. Um, I try not to be uh, because I want our players to play loose. And so, and, and of course, like a lot, everyone has a superstition or, or ritual. Right. Ritual I mean, I, I always tell
1: you. people I'm a, I'm a tad superstitious, but it's more about routine for me than superstition. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. It's like okay. if I don't wear That's those different. socks, we're not going to lose, but it's more <laughs> about like the old days when I was a player, like I put my left shoe on and then I put my right shoe on. It was really, oh, yeah, I was the same way as, as a player. Yeah. So yeah. that's why as a coach I have superstitions. Um when we were making a run at one year for the state, I think I ate twenty seven number fours at McDonald's. So that's when I knew it was getting out of control. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Because <laughs> I didn't by the twenty seventh one on that Thursday, whatever it was, I didn't even eat it. I took a bite out of it. And it was like I was sick of them <laughs> But it was like we kept winning. We kept winning. And it's like, oh, yeah. Crap it was energy. all because McDonald's, right? No, nothing to do with your coaching <laughs> prowess or, or your kids buying in. Nothing to no, do with that. No, I don't even know if they knew it, but I knew it. Um, all right, so I'm going to do what I refer to as rapid fire, Coach. I'm going to give you a question. Um, they tend to be very short answers, but they don't have okay. to be. Sometimes I'll jump in. Um, what is your favorite brand of basketball, the actual ball that you play with? Voight.
0: Void you know, the rubber balls back in the 1970s void V O I T don't even make them anymore. Okay, uh, I was joking. I don't it's even Wilson. remember the void. Yep. I yep. had ponies. Not... you remember ponies? I had a po- I had ponies. I wore ponies. Um
1: I think it was my junior year of high school. Yep, I had ponies yep. in high school and I've got I still got my college Converse uh All-Stars up in my closet. You know the ones that Magic oh, yeah. wore and Bird wore and Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, I got those upstairs. I you can sell those on eBay for, and you can retire early. Yeah, they're they're all beat up because I actually wore them and played yeah. in them, so <laughs> they're they're not in pristine. um Okay, so what 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 ball do you use, or what's your favorite ball? Yeah, Wilson Solutions. Okay, and is that what they use for the NCAA? They do, and that's what and that's what our league uses as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, I tell coaches just. Use the, use the ball that they're going to use in the most important game you play all year. Right on. Um, one, one word to describe your ideal player. Selfless. Amen. One sporting event you could go to in the world. Okay. Uh, world Cup soccer. Yeah. My wife is going to love me for this. That's great. Well, I, after my first year teaching, I think I've told the story, but after my first year teaching, my brother and I went around Europe. So that would have been yeah. 90. I think it was 90. And um, and uh, we were in Italy, and the World Cup was in Italy. And I didn't know what's the World Cup. I grew up in you Wisconsin, whatever. And yeah. literally, towns, were, we'd, have to, we'd have to chop. We'd have to leave towns because the World Cup. And I remember going to this little mom-and-top place in, like, Milan or something. It was the best pasta ever. She brought it out. You know, the Italian mom. You can just picture mm-hmm. her. And she puts it down. And we don't literally see anyone for the next like hour. My brother and I are eating it, blah blah blah. We go, what the hell? And everyone is on in a TV te- wa- around it? The TV watching watching World it. Yeah, World. I think Italy was still playing at that point. It's like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, it's like there's a whole yeah. Um, you can favorite, tell we're Americans. Yeah, we're, I definitely look like an American at that point. <laughs> uh, favorite pregame meal? Oh, it's got to be pasta.
0: Okay. Old school pasta. Cool. Okay. With meatballs. I want
1: meatballs with mine too. Okay. Yeah. What is it? What did Bobby Knight used to do? He used to give them, every, every player got vanilla ice cream and he got pistachio or something. <laughs> uh, such a Bobby Knight thing. Uh, one skill not being taught in today's game. Uh, post-ups. I would agree. I, I, I always say footwork is one that's really bad too. Mm, uh, yeah. One thing you do to relax. I read or exercise. I don't yeah, exercise. I can see you got a good library. I don't exercise as much as I should. I try to take the dogs for a walk, but um that's exercise. That's, that's, that's clearing the mechanism. It it's definitely clearing the mechanism. Um my wife goes, "God, that was, like I there's a pond, you know, I don't know, maybe a half a mile mile from our house, so I walk around it." And she goes, "God, you did that fast." Today. I go, "Well, the dogs were moving, and I was trying <laughs> to keep up, you know." Um one uh, uh uh one coaching technique you consider important technique technique
0: oh okay okay oh Co- I, I would say that it is um it's setting a screen i mean we set so many screens in our offense that it, it, it's a and how do you break that, that we- down uh well cover your private parts cover your unit yeah Make sure that your your feet aren't a, a set of a farther out than your your shoulders. Get your chest out and get angled properly. In other words, you got got read where that defense is. Don't worry about about, about your your teammate. He's going to read you and and that's how we teach it okay?
1: And and you do you spend a lot of time breaking that down into little pieces, like two on uh, two? No. yeah, yeah, we do. two on two stuff. a lot mm-hmm. of two on two. Yeah, because yeah. there's a nuance to where you set the screen and how you read the screen. High school yeah, kids like don't, the Yeah, like butt to
0: ball, butt to basket.
1: Yeah. That's how we kids yeah. kids don't do a great job of um reading, you know, they'll just go where they think they're supposed to go. Yeah. Especially on that especially on that not on the first screen, but the second screen. there was I had one team, they would cut high every time. I go, Why are you always cut? You're not even thinking when you cut. Like yeah. I can defend you because I know where you're going. It's like mm-hmm yeah and that's where film is a wonderful thing you can kind of yes. teach them that um best basketball player you have seen in person in person in person that was uh julius irving Ooh, I, have his rookie, I have his
0: rookie card in my safe actually wow yeah, yeah well yeah he was probably the best because uh, i i didn't see uh uh larry bird or magic no i'm sorry let me take that back. It was it was Larry Bird when they were playing the Cavaliers back in the late eighties. Yeah, yeah.
1: He was something, wasn't he?
0: I was. It was the last row of the old Richland Coliseum, but thankfully I had my glasses on. But he was the best player I've seen in person.
1: He, yeah, he was on. I mean, yeah, the game changed with Magic and Larry. Yeah. They really did. And, and
0: for young coach, or maybe players. Uh, his book, Drive, is one of the best, I think. Uh, and maybe it's outdated because people know who Larry Bird is, but growing up and reading that book was a, a great motivation for me to really sink my teeth into the game.
1: Best basketball player of all time.
0: All time. I'm going to say was uh, Michael Jordan. Okay. Who He's would you got- say, Steve? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice,
1: Um, I, I, I think after watching last dance, you got to put probably Michael, I think Russell is one that's lost in the shuffle a little bit because he point. won 10 and never lost in a finals. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so hard to compare across generations. Yeah. Um, I think LeBron, the problem is LeBron has lost in the final- Michael's Michael never played a game seven. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good point. You know, he never lost a final, you know, it's like, it's hard to argue with that one. Um, but how do you how do you compare a Bob Cousy yeah. or a Mike to Oscar a Robertson. LeBron? You can't. So I think yeah. you have to have generational things. I think the next the next great player of the of the generation lives in Wisconsin. Actually, who's that? I think Giannis is going to be the next great. Okay, player. I really right. do. Mm-hmm. If you're building a basketball player, you build him. Yeah, I mean he's 24 years old. I think mean, about look at, that. I mean, and he's like, if he gets if he goes from here to here oh my gosh mm-hmm. i mean but he yeah. reminds me yeah anyway and one thing i was talking to a, a g lead coach a couple of weeks ago about what people don't understand is how lebron's still playing because lebron takes care of his body he spends like a million dollars a year on his body like yeah these guys that stick around you know michael did michael didn't play as long as lebron has played um mm-hmm. but you know the game has changed obviously since yeah the, i i would i would it would be michael, but, okay. um, I think he just changed, you know, I think Larry and Michael, Larry and uh, Magic changed the game. Um, I think Michael was the perfect person to come in next. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, What's your favorite drill?
0: My favorite drill, I I know this sounds old school, but it's the shell. Uh, The shell drill is like the magic for teaching Defensive spacing and in in all aspects, I I love it. I I think we do it almost every day.
1: Yeah, I think you have to. What's uh, what's one thing that's made you a better coach? Uh,
0: Listening to my mentors. I've had I've been so blessed with mentors, even nowadays. Uh, I'll give you one example: is is Bob Schlosser, who was a longtime head coach at Elizabethtown College. He took them to a NCAA final and. Uh, he's taught me the flex, you know, and, and I knew him growing up. And uh, uh, I, I'm just indebted to uh, to a,
1: a guy like that who who just invested in me. So, you, I mean, I feel like I know less now than I did in my 20s. Like, I feel like I need more mentors. I feel like I need more, like, isn't that crazy how that works? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's because I know I don't know everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I say that to my players like <laughs> – if you know that you don't know you're in a good spot because right. at least you know your ignorance but if you don't even if you don't know that you don't even know what are you gonna yeah, do Yeah, but
1: part of that's youth though and so yeah. part of that's like that's why they, that's why they picked the young k- people to go off the war because there's no sense of invincible mm-hmm. i mean invincibility yeah it's like yeah. It, yeah, I don't feel like I'm as good a coach as I was 20 years ago, but it's like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like, yeah. Anyway. Um,
0: hey Steve, can I ask you a question
1: about yes. your assistance?
0: I mean, yes, I'm so impressed with the fact that you've had, you know, two groups of assistants your whole career. How much now do you, do you rely on them more and more? Oh, as you I, get I, older? Do you delegate I, talk,
1: more? I talk 25% of our practice. Maybe it's me talking. 25%. I do the same
0: thing, like because I. I, I mean, one of my assistants, with...
1: John, basically runs. He, I mean, he does our offense. Like, John, mm-hmm. take it, and I will just stay on the side, and then I'll grab a kid, and I'll do this, and I'll jump in, and it's like I take tend to take more of the defensive part, but no, it's like, and then I got another assistant that does literally all the scouting. Like, yeah, he comes to me, he gives it to me. I look at it. I'm still watching film and stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't. Part of the reason I'm still doing it after 30 years is I'm not doing everything. Like if you try to do everything, you can't. Um, so I think
0: there's great wisdom in that. I, I know if I were, and, and again, I, I, I don't, well, I have Sean Severson, 16 right. years as my right. assistant
1: and I rely on him heavily. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm if I, if like I, he. if I lost my staff, I would, it would be like, I'd have to contemplate whether I'm coming back. Yeah. Like, cause that means I'd have to get a new staff. I'd have to like, um, teach everybody.
0: Yeah, and the thing
1: is, that, you know, and, and there's a little bit of a herd mentality, but I have them, they're far enough along and we trust each other enough that they'll go, that's not, don't do that, Steve. What are you doing? Yes. Like one of my coaches always is saying, do less, Steve, do less, because I want to put in three quick hitters. I want to do this and I want to do this yeah. and I want to do this. Do less, do less. He always keeps saying it and he keeps saying it because um, he knows I'm going to take it and I'm going to mm-hmm. you know, listen to it. and yeah. um, It's the same thing with during a game. I want input during a game. Now, yeah. I'll decipher it, but I want mm-hmm. all the input. Like, in my 20s, I didn't want any input. I was going to do what I was going to do. and um, I was the same way. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I like your saying that
0: we, we know less now than we did before because a lot of information my assistants would give, and I would just I, – I would give that nod, like the active listening nod mm-hmm. and not even take their advice. And now right. it's, oh, I, I'm listening uh, and, and I'll take it, you know. And the and thing
1: is, you'll take it, and sometimes I make the wrong decision. I remember we won a state – I think it was our '09 9 state championship team. We were driving to the game, whatever, and one of my coaches goes, man, I'm, think, I'm saying to myself, we should do one three one. 1-3-1, we should do this. He goes, oh, I don't know, Steve, I don't know. I don't know. And we had a nice conversation about it, and then at the, at some point in that game, I pulled it out, and we did it, and it worked, and it's probably one of the reasons we won. But it yeah. was like he was just giving me input, like here's – right. right it's like, whatever. I mean, I could have made the wrong call too. Um, mm-hmm. so that's what you want. And I always tell people you want, you want a Yoda. You want somebody that knows more than you. You, yeah. you want an administrator, somebody that will do all the work and mm-hmm. you want somebody that questions you. Yeah. You two of those in one person, but those are the three things you need in the in mm-hmm. assistant coaches. You need somebody that can keep you organized um, because yeah. you can't do all that stuff if you're the, if you're running if you're driving the bus you can't worry about the directions too mm-hmm. um and then you need somebody that you know is going to question you and then you need an x and o guy you need somebody yeah. that's like if you got those you're good you're in um, good shape and yeah. one person can do more than one of them um mm-hmm. but for sure uh your favorite quote and why
0: oh you know what well uh, of late now this is probably not my favorite quote all time but and this is what i'm using with my team is and, and it's attributed to Winston Churchill. It's, uh, never waste a good crisis. So, you know, we're oh God, going, that seems this.
1: appropriate. Say that yeah. again, coach, never, yeah. good.
0: never waste a good crisis. So you know, how are we going to deal with this when kids are at home and you don't have your shooting machine anymore. You don't have your bench press anymore. You don't have your friend. Well, you're going to have to deal with that. This is a crisis and, and let's grow through it. Let's be better on the back end of it
1: as basketball who, who said that was Winston, Winston Churchill
0: yeah I actually heard it from Mike Bray uh from Notre Dame who attributed it to uh, Winston Churchill
1: okay that makes sense um I just wrote that down because I'm going to send yeah. that to my players tonight actually uh one word to describe your coaching style
0: Can I get two words? Am I allowed two words?
1: You can have two words.
0: All right, process-driven. Process-driven. Okay,
1: yep. Yeah, process, process process-driven. Best basketball coach of all time?
0: I would have to say John Wooden. I mean, how many – Well, the number of titles and also the number of disciples. I'll use that term loosely, that he has – he has developed over over the the, the decades.
1: Yeah, and the, what I don't, what I tell young coaches too, you don't realize that Wooden and, and Coach K lost a lot early in their careers. K yes, Coach K almost lost his job. Yeah, he was close. Yeah, so, John oh.
0: Wooden. That's right. He he was not he was not on top of the world in his early days uh, in the 1950s no. at UCLA.
1: No, it, you know. So that's what I tell I tell him keep keep working. It will work. What uh, one book you would recommend? Uh,
0: I like. I, I, for me, it was, and it was about the mental game of basketball. Uh, it was uh, by Pete Curiel. And if your listeners don't remember him, he was the longtime coach at Princeton University. And it's called The Smart Take from the Strong. It's not a very long book, but it's It's, it's,
1: a, it's mythic- a great book. It's on the shelf. You read it, Steve? Oh, it's awesome. yeah. Great. Yeah. It's like little snippets. Yes. It is, it is a Snapchat book for the generation because they're little ah, great stories. Point. It's yeah. like It's like, they're paragraphs. It's like, you mm-hmm. can- you, you can put it in your bathroom if you really want a book for your bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Swear to God, it's that kind I of book. I read it though. on the bus to away games. You know, just yeah. a couple a couple chapters,
0: uh, yeah. and just just to,
1: I guess, remind myself. E- easy read, easy read. Yeah. Yep, easy. Hey Steve, read. can
0: uh, can I ask you the same question? What what would you recommend? Because um, I'm
1: for young coaches, I always say stuff. Uh, oh, players need to the, know. The Benzio. Benzio. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's the book I. That's the book I always go to because it's it it's good for coaches. It's good for players. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it it just, again, I'm, I'm asking the question, so I don't have to answer it, but it would be really hard for me to pick one book um, because it really depends on, do I need to read grit? Do I need to read toughness? Do I need to read something that's X's and O's? Yeah. So, um, I don't read the the books back here for my, I don't read as much. I listen to books more now um, than I read them just because Mm -hmm. I'm busy and I can do two things at once. (laughs) yeah yeah. um so i can mow the lawn and listen to a book um so i'm trying you know i tell my i tell my players and students that time is the most valuable resource you have yeah so i always try to contain things um sure reading is a almost a vacation joy um Uh but yeah that's hard i I mean that stuff would probably be the one i would pick if i had to pick one um but there's yeah so many good books yeah no reason not to listen to them now either um Mm -hmm. Uh, one thing you, we already did that one. Um, all right. One thing you would tell a young coach This is the last question. One thing you would tell a young coach. Surround yourself with good people and good things will happen.
0: Uh, and and, and get mentors, get a mentor or mentors or, or or accountability people that are going to hold you accountable to
1: being true to yourself. Yeah. I, I, the mentor thing is (laughs) you have to find somebody and you can have more than one. That's, yes. what, that's what people don't understand is I, I have ones for different things. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point, Steve. Yeah. Um, and I've
0: had different ones in different seasons of my life. Right. Like early in my career, uh, it was well, Frank Kuhn, who was the head coach at the, the high school that he hired me as, as the freshman coach and, and a wonderful human being and just kind of set me straight. And then later on, it's, it, it's other people. So Right.
1: Right. Uh, like my brother, my brother runs a venture capital company. I'll talk to him about finances, but I'll also talk to him about basketball because he knows it's bad. So you can yeah. have ones that do multiple things, but then mm-hmm. you can have other ones that I'm going to go to this one when I have an administrative issue or I have yeah. you know, a life issue or this one I'm going to talk to about like just basketball. So mm-hmm. you can find different mentors that are going to give you different things. Yeah, uh, I think sometimes when young coaches hear mentors, they think, oh, I got to find somebody that's good. No, I mean you need mentors in more than one aspect of your life too, mm-hmm. um, if you're going to be that well-rounded person. But, yeah. um, well, thank you, Coach. I really do appreciate coming on. Hey, Steve, thanks for having me. Yeah, I this really is awesome. enjoyed this. This is awesome. Yeah. I will put um you will you will send me all your sh- all your contact stuff, and I'll put it on the show notes, and uh, people can sure. get a hold of you. All right. Okay. Perfect. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like. Um, we love those. Um, and send me an email, Steve at steve.teachhoops.com. Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast
0: Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?